0: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Brickenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So big, big win for Jason Kenning in the UCP last night. Uh, everything going according to plan, didn't it? Instead of having uh, PC votes and Wild Rose votes tearing apart uh, conservative votes, the conservative side of the spectrum. Get those votes together, have a united conservative front, and they should be able to handily defeat the NDP. And that's what happened. Now, maybe all of this wouldn't have happened absent Jason Kenney. Uniting the right seemed like a tall order a few years ago, given the history between the PCs and the Wildrose. I mean, the 2012 election was basically a two-party race between the PCs and the Wildrose. But Jason Kenney was able to bridge that gap, and he is going to be Alberta's next premier. So how did we get here? Where do we go from here? Is Jason Kenney going to be able to hold conservatives together going forward? Are we going to get to a, a PC Wildrose scenario at some point in the future? And what do his priorities need to be? Joining us uh, for some thoughts uh, on uh, everything that's led up to yesterday, where we go from here, Lauren Gunter joins us, columnist for the Edmonton Sun, edmontonsun.com. Lauren, thanks for joining us here this afternoon. You're welcome. So, what do you make of it all? I mean, I was kind of expecting a big UCP win last night, and in that sense, it was almost kind of a boring, uh, a boring election, I wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure it was boring. I, I, I'm <laughs> watching the results coming yeah, out. I suppose so. But, uh, but it was overwhelming. A, fixed, a, a large turnout uh, for the third election to 70% of eligible voters cast ballots. Mm-hmm. The largest turnout in more than half a century. It's a bigger turnout than the 1982 election when Peter Lougheed was fighting Pierre Trudeau over the national energy policy. And the UCP won an outright majority of the popular vote. It gives them a huge mandate. Um, you know, there's an awful lot of people in Edmonton who really haven't absorbed uh, that side of things yet because, of course, of, of the uh, 19 or 20 seats in, in Edmonton proper, uh, only one. I'm suggesting in the column for tomorrow that that Edmonton needs to go back to its original name, which is Fort Edmonton, because (laughs) that's what it is for the NDP. Outside of Edmonton and St. Albert, they have only four seats of the remaining 67 seats in the province. Uh, And all four of those are held by cabinet ministers, but they lost... Outside of of uh, Edmonton and, and St. Albert, they had 13 ministries, and they lost all but four of them. So uh, you know, it just it's you can't say it's a full white boat, but it's pretty devastating.
0: Well, it is. And, yeah, I mean, you can look at rural areas where it's overwhelming UCP. And, but if you yeah. take rural areas out of the equation, you just look at Edmonton and Calgary, I mean, it was basically uh, a, a mirror image of one another. Calgary was just it was just over 50% UCP, about 35% yeah. NDP. Edmonton was the exact opposite. Yeah, For
1: sure. And, so it's a tale
0: and, of two cities, even though well, we're, you is, know, we're going through the same Calgary thing as Albertans. Well, no, but
1: we're not. And that's, and that's the thing, is that Calgary... Suffered a great deal more from NDP policies than Edmonton did. You know, was, yeah. In the lead up to this election, I was staggered by uh, work that was done by uh, Mark Milkey, who I know you know, a uh, 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 researcher and political scientist, uh, uh, who found that we actually have 8,000 fewer private sector jobs in Alberta in 2019 than we had in 2015 when the NDP took over. Now, that doesn't happen. You're just natural population growth and, and slow economic growth produces more jobs every year. But the NDP policies were so bad for the private sector, and Calgary is a much more private sector city than Edmonton is, that, uh, that Calgary took the brunt. I don't, I'm not surprised at all that Calgary is the, is, the, the, is the flip side from Edmonton. And in Edmonton, under the NDP, there are 48,000 new public sector jobs in Alberta. Uh, so uh, a big public sector town like Edmonton, uh, we have about twice as many public sector workers as Calgary does uh, we, that's that's the result you know they, they the bread was buttered on there
0: they want so was this a victory for conservatism or is this a, a victory for change that the economy is not doing well we need a change I mean how do you interpret the results in that sense?
1: I want change <laughs>
0: I think we hang on, let's uh, put that on hold. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll see if we can get a, a cleaner line here with Lauren Gunter. We'll talk a bit about what this victory means, where the new premier needs to go from here in terms of what needs to get done, what his priorities need to be. Lauren Gunter is on the line with us, columnist for the Edmonton Sun, Edmonton, uh, edmontonson.com. We're back for more right after this. Welcome back, 974 We got Lauren Gunter with us, columnist for the Edmonton Sun. Uh, Lauren, you there? I am. There we go. All right. So just, yeah, further that question about what the vote yesterday represents. Was so it just voting out uh, a government that had a terrible economic record or people embracing uh, kind of a small C conservative vision?
1: Well, I think both. I mean, I think there are an awful lot of people who would like to see the Alberta Advantage come back. They'd mm-hmm. like to see their taxes lowered. They'd like to see uh, government focus again on making a climate that's favorable to investment and to business. But, uh, you know, as, as I was saying, Edmonton's Uh, Public sector workforce is about twice the size of Calgary, which means there are an awful lot more people in Edmonton who have the luxury of knowing they're not going to lose their jobs, that they're going to have solid pay and great pensions and marvelous benefits. And so then they're susceptible to the fear mongering that the NDP indulged in. In Calgary, I think there were far more people who were simply worried that the ND, another four years of NDP would destroy what was left of the economy, and so it became a much more uh, you know meat and potatoes election in in Calgary than it was in Edmonton, and and you could see Edmonton turn in the polls after the the UCP stepped back into the GSA, the Gay Straight Alliance uh, issue. Uh, Edmonton was. Probably considering UCP in some areas, and then they they took up that issue, and boom, it, it, it just evaporated in a matter of two days. Uh, because Edmontonians, more Edmontonians, had the luxury of voting for peripheral issues than uh, than they didn't. Uh, people didn't Calgary.
0: So in terms of, of his priorities, then, if, if people want to feel optimistic about the economy, and I, I think they do now, yep. I, I think this, you know, in a weird way, I mean, hope and change we associate with, with yep. Obama, but I think Jason Kenney kind of was that in this campaign. Doesn't the yep. economy need to be job number one?
1: Yeah, it does, and and you know you're going to see them if they follow what they promised during the campaign. You'll see them repeal the carbon tax, and they when that the carbon tax isn't huge, it hasn't been an enormous impediment. But every time you take one of those bricks off of the back of the mule, uh, the mule step gets a little lighter, and and psychologically. Uh, changing the government is going to have, I think, a, an noticeable effect in Alberta. You know, the, the price of oil, uh, w- the price that we get for oil might still stay down for a while. We aren't going to have a pipeline overnight. Uh, the Liberals are still in power in Ottawa. But within the province, people are just going to feel lighter. They're going to feel like things are better. And so in, they might not buy a new fleet of pickup trucks for their company, but they might buy a couple which they wouldn't have bought before, and they might hire a new welder. and, they, and, and Who knows? Maybe they'll drill a new well. And, and so that sort of stuff, if you multiply it by 10,000 small businesses, medium businesses uh, in Alberta, is going to have a, a noticeable, if not a boom-like effect.
0: In terms of dealing with the federal government, dealing with B.C. or whatever other issues that might come up, I mean, is it your sense that Jason Kenney is going to go on the offensive here, or is it just kind of a warning that, look, we've got business to take care of here at home, don't cause trouble for us?
1: There are not going to be uh, two dozen photo ops of a smiling Justin Trudeau and a smiling Rachel Notley yes. uh, <laughs> making nice nice over uh the pipeline her approach was she thought to be cooperative with ottawa to you know catch more flies with than with vinegar mm-hmm. jason's gonna throw a little bit of vinegar in there and see whether or not he can make other people go pucker face so uh I, you know even if it gets us nowhere the the kissing up got us nowhere so We'll feel better about ourselves if we're fighting back, even if it's also not getting us anywhere.
0: Well, in that sense, are we in kind of a, a precarious period right now? We're expecting at some point soon a decision from Ottawa regarding Trans Mountain. Should we wait and see what, what happens with that?
1: Well, I, yes. I mean, I, I wouldn't suggest that, that Jensen uh, come out like Yosemite Sam with two guns <laughs> yeah, blazing, right. you know. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, right now he needs to make them aware, and I think just his election has done this, make Ottawa aware that there, there's a new way of dealing with Alberta that's going to be required. But you, you just have to look at the simple numbers. There are 18 liberal seats in B.C., most of those are in the lower mainland, where the opposition to Trans Mountain Pipeline is the strongest in the province. If the 18 were in the interior, it would be a different matter because people in the interior of B.C. are largely supportive of Trans Mountain. But there's 18 seats in B.C. The Liberals are losing support everywhere as a result of a number of things, but mostly SNC-Lavalin. And they're going to be keen to hang on to any... Yeah, there, there were four Liberals elected in Alberta in 2015. None of one of them is going to get re-elected. Uh, yeah. there's no politician less popular in Alberta than Justin Trudeau. Um, so uh, do the math. I, I, the, the Liberals going to write to uh, re-approve trans Mountain? Well, they might reapprove it before the federal election in October, but they're not going to dig um, you know, they, they're they going to say, oh, we'd love to, but there are new court challenges to the new approval, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think one of the reasons they bought the pipeline was so that they could sit on it. And they didn't have to build it. Uh, they didn't have to deal with a company that was eager to build it. Um, so, uh, yeah, the election is done in October.
0: I wonder, I mean, do you think there's a chance that, Je- I mean, Justin Trudeau owns it, which makes it a little more awkward, but that... That Jason Kenney can be the scapegoat. That we wanted to build it, but Jason Kenney is not committed to fighting climate change, so now we can't.
1: Yeah, they can try that. You know, um, they you know, They call Andrew Scheer. they desperate. They will do all sorts of things. Um, but do I believe that that's the reason they're not going to build it? Not for a second. They're right. picking up votes in Quebec and Ontario. Um, uh, because of that. It doesn't matter.
0: Much more at Edmontonson.com, Lauren, I always appreciate it. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon. Yeah, you bet. All right. Lauren Gunter, columnist for the Edmonton Sun, Edmontonson.com.: Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.